You're listening to Secrets of a Bridal Seamstress. In this podcast, you'll hear insider tips to sidestep stress and walk into your wedding season feeling educated, confident, and empowered to discover your bridal vibe and wear it with style. Hey there, welcome back to another episode. Today we're continuing the conversation to prepare you for your dress shopping experience. So last week I covered the key decisions you'll want to make before you even start trying on wedding dresses. And today Candace Gold and I chat about what you can expect as you walk into the bridal shop. Candace is a bridal boutique owner in Texas and she has some really cool tips, things that I didn't even consider. So I'm really uh, grateful that she was able to chat with us and give us her insight. Brides, I have a special gift for you in today's show notes. So it's a free digital download. You can head to the show notes, sign up for that, and I will send that to you. It's basically like a cute PDF version of last week's episode. And it has little pictures if you're a visual learner like me, and it covers all the details that I shared with you last week. And bridal seamstresses, if you're tuning in, Candace Gold will be our trainer on November 17th. She'll be chatting about how to build quality relationships between seamstresses and bridal shop owners. And that'll be a training in our online membership, Secrets of the Bridal Seamstress. So if you're interested in joining that and hearing what she has to say, catching up on previous trainings, go ahead to the link in the show notes to join the membership. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get started and listen to what Candace has to say. All right, Candace, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm really excited. This was like a very highly anticipated interview because I feel like this has been like in the books for a couple months now. So I'm so glad we're finally together. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm super excited. And we're looking forward to hearing your perspective as a bridal shop owner and just things that you see with your clients and, you know, you have a totally different perspective of this business than I do. So um, we want to hear all of your insight of like the advice that you'd give to brides before they start shopping. And actually, we just had an episode about this last week with some tips to um, what to think of before you start shopping. So now we're just progressing. Now we're getting our feet in the door of <laughs> bridal shops to hear from you. So Great, I love it. Um, tell me about Evangeline Bridal. And before we started recording, you were chatting a little bit about the move. So walk, uh, walk us through that and tell me how you got into ownership. Okay. So I have just always wanted to be a business owner and I love my little town. We're just North of Houston. It's, it's a little railroad town, super cute, like think antique shops and cute little diners. It's mm -hmm. adorable. And I've always wanted a business here and we've never had a bridal boutique ever. Wow. Um, yeah. There's, there's a few around us in the surrounding areas and of course, plenty in Houston, but none in Tomball. So it's actually February of 2020. I was like, great, we're going to do this. And we almost signed our lease. And then I was like, you know, this COVID thing seems <laughs> a little weird. Maybe we should hold off a bit. Uh, so we did. And then we ended up opening uh, September of 2020, which was still a little early, but I, I couldn't keep pushing the landlord mm -hmm. off. Uh, and it was a it was a good first year. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, opening a business in COVID was interesting yeah. for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, that was fun. And then um, when our lease was up, because it's one year lease, tiny little town, mm -hmm. we decided to make the move to actually a smaller location. We downsized. I always wanted like a really nice, comfy, cozy feel. I didn't want yeah. to be this big, huge store. Mm -hmm. I just didn't want that. I wanted just a really boutique, like a boutique. Style yes. environment. Yeah. That's what I wanted. And I couldn't achieve it in my huge space. Mm -hmm. So we moved 
and we lowered our rent at that too. And now I have like this beautiful little space that I just love so much. And everybody loves it. They walk in the door and I think I, I literally have to give people a few seconds because they just, they just look around and they're like, this is so cute. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) I had no idea that you started it from scratch. I was, I was thinking that you like, you know, bought the business from, so how did you even start? Like, how did you choose your dresses? How do you like create your own, like your individual vibe for your shop? That seems that super overwhelming. Been really interesting. Cause I have not made it to a market yet. So oh my actually goodness. the first thing I did, whenever we opened, there was a boutique that had been around for a long time and she was closing down in the middle of COVID. And I reached out to her mm-hmm. and, um, we got to know each other and she's a good friend of mine now. And I was like, Hey, I want to open a bridal boutique. I'm making plans to, can I consign a bunch of your dresses? And she was like, sure. Wow. Here you go. So that's how we opened, uh, with, with a bunch of dresses on consignment and then as we started to go, I slowly started to find a couple of designers, a couple of private labels and mm-hmm. started buying online mm-hmm. slowly just because it's interesting buying yeah. online. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. So we still, I mean, we, we, we probably have about a hundred, maybe a few less than that in store, mm-hmm. but it works for us in our cute little space. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm excited. Hopefully come March, I can go to the, my first market in Chicago. Yes. Oh my goodness. I mean, I just can't imagine like, first of all, yeah. Like choosing my own, um, collection for a store mm-hmm. and then like not being able to like touch the dresses or work with the designers or, you know, this is such a strange time to have like an endeavor like that. So I'm really impressed. <laughs> I'm like, kind of take it's it all in. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> I, I'm still learning something new every day that I'm like, Oh, mm-hmm. okay. I, for that's next what time, that material yeah. is. <laughs> But what's cool is, you know, as like, this is the best time to invest in a wedding business because we're, you know, guaranteed a boom for the next few years. So you're in a good place. And I think that your brides are going to be so excited to start shopping that they'll be forgiving. They won't know the things that you're like, Ooh, I should change that next time. You know, (laughs) I'm I'm getting rid of all the mistakes. They're cycling out. Exactly. (laughs) So um, like I said, our last podcast episode was all about things to think about before you even start dress shopping. Like we talked about budgeting and, um, how not to just narrow your scope to only one, you know, style of dress. And, um, we had like six or seven other tips, but I'm excited to hear your perspective as the bridal shop owner. And then I'm assuming you're a stylist too at your boutique. So, um, from your perspective, what are some things that brides should know going into a shopping experience as opposed to like, you know, what we see on reality TV? (laughs) Uh, so one of the things I will definitely say that they should be aware of is that unless, unless it comes down to an, and it's a unicorn, the dresses will likely not fit you perfectly. Mm -hmm. We can only buy so many of one size. They're very expensive. You know, we have to purchase them up front. So we cannot get every single style of dress in a size two and a size 10 and, you know, so many sizes, we can usually have one, maybe two, if it's a really good dress. So there's going to be lots of clipping Mm -hmm. or maybe a little squeezing. You, you really have to envision it. Yeah, You have to come prepared to envision what your dress is going to look like on your day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's so good. Cause I've heard that too, from brides who already purchased their dress 
And, you know, they come to me for alterations and they're like, I mean, I kind of got a good idea. There were a lot of clips on it. And sometimes it's like, they just know, okay, this is still the look that I want, but I can tell some other brides have, you know, trouble with that, like imagination piece of (laughs) seeing beyond or seeing like, okay, this is what it'll look like, you know, if it can actually close on you. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And and it's, it is easier for some girls more than others. Mm-hmm. Some girls are like, yeah, I got it. Looks great. Like it'll right. be fine on my wedding day. And it's much harder for some girls and it can be overwhelming, honestly, mm-hmm. when, you know, they just can't envision it, especially if she is a size double zero or zero, we usually don't have too many dresses in, you know, smaller sizes, oh, yeah. very smaller sizes. So it can be tough, you know, to really have to work to envision what it's going to look like on your wedding day, but you have to, it's going to, it's part of it. (laughs) So what are like the two sizes that you generally carry? I really try to mix it up. Honestly. Um, I kind of just go with like a, "Mm, that one, I could go eight. That one, I could go a 10, 12, 14. So you're having like a a spectrum of designs and a spectrum of sizes. So like no matter what a bride size, they can at least try something on. Right. In their size. It's not like you're Mm -hmm. only carrying twos and twenties or whatever. Right. No, I, I do try to keep it. I think most of everything in my store right now is between an 18 and a 24, which are the Mm -hmm. ranges. I really try to keep it, keep it in. Uh, but it just varies and also dress design. You know, there are some dresses where I'm like, I am not going to get that in a tiny size. It's just not going to fit on anybody or look right. (laughs) So there's, there's no rhyme or reason. I'm kind of just like, looks great. <laughs> yeah. And that's trial. Is it trial and error or trial by uh-huh. error? Tri- probably both. <laughs> there's some trials and there's some errors. And then you figure out which sizes are going to work better, probably with different designers too. So, mm-hmm. yes. um, have you noticed that brides have, um, an expectation of, um, okay, I just want to try some dresses on, but then like, uh, I have like 10 other stores that I want to shop at first. Do you see that a lot? I see it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say a lot often, but yes. And most of those girls, they end up really overwhelmed. I, mm-hmm. I definitely would not recommend going to 10 stores. I wouldn't even, rec- I wouldn't recommend seven or even five. I would book maybe three on a Saturday. Like that mm-hmm. usually seems to be just the right number. Even sometimes girl co- girls come in at 4 PM. They've been, I'm their third store and they're like, I'm so tired. Yeah. This is exhausting. So I cannot imagine going to 10 stores. Right. It's, it's a lot. It's there's, and then at that point you, you kind of get dress blur. Mm-hmm. You've tried on so much. There have been a few that have given you the feelings, but you just, Oh, but I want to check out that store. I want to do that. I want to, you just, I would keep it small. It's honestly the best way to go. You're not going to get overwhelmed. You're going to have some favorites and you'll be able to pick your favorites. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think like you blend. Yeah. And I love how I wrote down dress blur. Cause I'm like, Ooh, that's a good phrase. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> but I think too, when you have in mind, like, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to try on some dresses here, but then I'm going to like, I know that I have five other stores that I want to go to in the next couple of weeks. And then you're just constantly setting yourself up for like disappointment because you're waiting for that. Like, I want to know that there's like this emotional rush and this is the one. And like, you're putting off like just settling. No, I shouldn't say settling, but making the decision. There we go. Right. You're putting right. off making the decision because you're just so afraid of missing out on the next dress or the next mm-hmm. shop. Um, and I, you know, I'm all for like keeping your options open, but I think that kind of, that can be like a little 
emotional overwhelm. <laughs> it can almost make it worse, honestly, because we can see, I, I'll give you a good example. We have, she's a bride now of ours and, um, she came to us in early February and she tried on a couple gowns and she fell in love, like had, had a good moment. And she's like, I, I just, I want to keep looking. And she ended up coming back to us in July and was like, okay, this is not fun. <laughs> Cause like I have been to so many stores and I have found some gowns that I like, and it's just, it's so overwhelming. And then I felt like if I kept going to these stores and I wasn't finding anything, I had to go to more. And finally she was like, I had the best experience at your place. I just want to come back to you and just find my dress. <laughs> and wow. so I see what happened. She said, she seriously went to, I think eight stores and oh she goodness. was just like, this isn't fun. I don't, I'm not enjoying this. I yes. just, like I found dresses I loved with you in the very beginning. Let's just get that. Mm-hmm. So, and you're like, oh, that's music to my ears. Welcome. Back. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, I'm gonna tell everybody about you. <laughs> so, speaking of having that, like, you know, oh, that moment of knowing what your dress is. Like, how many, or is there like a percentage of brides that actually have an emotional? response to their dress. Cause I think sometimes that's the expectation too, is like, I'm going to cry and I'm going to be so happy. And I'm going to want to take all, obviously we're going to take, want to take all the pictures, but, um, there's pressure to be emotional. Do you always see that? No, we really don't. Honestly, I may, maybe 7% of our brides actually tear up. Wow. It's truly, and, and that's something I actually like to tell them is look, you may not get any tears from yourself or your party. Mm-hmm. It may not be a big, loud explosion of oohs and ahs. You just have to know. Mm-hmm. And I do think that they keep searching for that. Like, this is it. Like all, you know, confetti and stars, yeah. <laughs> and everybody's crying and it just doesn't always work out that way. Right. But what I will tell you is that I think a big part of it is your party is terrified. If they're a good party, they don't want you. They don't want to show you what they're really feeling. They don't want to sway you one way or another. So they, mm-hmm. they tend to stay a little more held back. But once you say yes, that's when the confetti and the stars go and everybody's crying because they're so happy for you yeah. and they love you in the dress. So it's, it can be really hard. And I, I see some girls get really overwhelmed with that. They're like, I love this dress and this is everything. But like, why is it, why is my mom crying or why am I not yeah. crying? And like, it does, doesn't always happen that way. Yeah, the order's like, a little switched. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. like, I always, I'm like, I didn't cry when I got my dress. I didn't cry when my kids were born. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> my husband was, but I was like, cool, this is great. It's just, like baby wedding dress. I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm like, I'm just not a crier in those moments. I was just like, all right, this is good. I like it. Let's yeah. move forward. Yeah. And that's how it was. I love how you have that little moment with them that you give them the heads up before they even put a dress on, like have the right expectations. That's so great for you and your brides. And then you're saving yourself from that mm-hmm. <laughs> as well. <laughs> I, well, I also throw in it and it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. Like mm-hmm. you have to tone it out. Like no matter what your mom or your grandma or your bridesmaid or your brother's sister's cousin yeah. said, like to your dress. Oh my goodness. I know easier said than done. And I'm such a people pleaser. So I'm, it was just my mom and I, and, um, I think there was like one dress that I really liked, but she wasn't a fan of. Um, but looking back, I'm like, yeah, that was the right decision. Cause it was very, a little bit costumey, which I would have been fine with, but looking back, I don't think I'd want dress. but it was just, you know, like the two of us. And so it was very mm-hmm. low key. Those and are my um, favorite appointments, mom and daughter. Yeah 
it's just, I love them so much. Mom's usually so low pressure, just mm-hmm. look beautiful and everything, sweetie, mm-hmm. or at least bride and one person, your most yeah. supportive person, just the Yeah, best. that's perfect. Yeah. Okay. So this might be kind of a weird question, but this has come up for me a little bit, um, this past season where mm-hmm. brides have expected alterations to be included with the purchase of their dress. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they'll call and they're like, uh, oh, I just found out that I need alterations. I picked up my dress. I didn't know that I would need alterations. And I'm like, is that a thing? It has to start somewhere before it comes to me. So do you see that when brides are, did they expect that, um, price included, or did they expect the price to include alterations? I would say that most of my brides are aware that alterations will be extra, but we mm-hmm. do still, we do still get the question. Alterations are included, right? Or mm-hmm. are alterations extra? Do we have to pay for that? Yeah. So there are still definitely people out there who just don't know. I think part of what contributes it to me is we're in a huge city and we have so many bride pages and that's probably the number one asked question is where did you guys go for alterations? Oh, so I yeah. think they yeah. get that in their mind. So if not for that, they probably would think it were expected, but mm-hmm. we do get it a lot. And I really try my best to make it known. You know, you are going to have alterations on a dress no matter what. Yeah. I even know. if they have like, like custom measurements, they're still, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Custom measurements. I mean, it, that that's only a one-time measurements that we're sending in to a designer and they're doing their best to fit it to you perfectly, but you're not there to get, you know, to have four or five, six fittings with a designer to get mm-hmm. that dress folded to your body. It's just a one-time thing and they're going to do their best. And yes, it, it's pretty close, but you always, always need alterations. Yes. Okay. Thank you. I was like, say it louder. <laughs> yes. Um, cause the, the custom measurements, it's not a custom gown though. You know, so like these brides right. who have, you know, they have the hem raised so that we're not taking off as much hem or what's really nice is if you have like a lace hem and then you can order the applique to be like separate so we can sew it on that saves a step instead of taking it off and putting it back on. But, um, I had a bride this summer who called, I don't need, I, we didn't end up working together, but she was really, um, like put off by needing alterations. Cause she's like, I picked up my dress and it's so big. And she's like, I mean, it fits over my hips, but everywhere else it's just really big. And I was like, well, you know, when you order your dress, you do need to order it to fit the widest part of your body. And as a woman, we all have our favorite wide parts, right. You know, so <laughs> it's like for it to fit over your hips, it's going to be pretty big in your bust and your waist. And that's totally normal. And alterations takes care of that. So it actually fits you. But I think there's this, um, for some brides, there's this thought of like, okay, I, I told you my measurements and, and whether you're getting custom measurements or not, you're still going to get measured, right? Like to find the right size, but the dress isn't going to fit you perfectly because a size eight on your body is going to fit differently than it's going to, you know, fit on my short body Mm -hmm. (laughs) or whatever. So, um, just knowing that there's always going to be that additional investment for a custom fit. And, um, yeah, that just kind of surprised me. I don't know why things shouldn't surprise me anymore, but (laughs) (laughs) well, you know, and I, I don't want to project, but I feel like, you know, brides are already spending a lot of money and Mm -hmm. some consult, some consultants don't want to lose that sale. So when they tell you their budget, you know, if they say my budget is $2,000, I'd be willing to bet most consultants aren't saying with alterations. Okay. So we should go, we should get a 
$1,500 dress. Yes. They're not going to bring lower yeah, their budget. Exactly. Like, yeah. They want to max out every single penny that they can of that budget. And then it's almost like, oh, well, yeah, but alterations too. You'll have to, you'll have mm-hmm. to think about that. Yeah. Later. We, that we talked about that in the last episode. I'm so glad that you just brought that up because your budget includes the dress itself, the taxes on the dress, which may be higher than you think, you know, Mm -hmm. the alterations, the dress steaming, if you're getting your dress preserved, like all of these things, I would say between alterations and steaming and dress preservation, that's about a thousand dollars in addition to the cost Mm -hmm. of your dress. So having a realistic budget, you know, it doesn't mean like, okay, that that automatically just shrinks your budget, but it's just giving, I think it's like empowering to know this is what I realistically can spend on a dress as opposed to like looking like a deer in the headlights, you know, having that sticker shock when you are trying to do the math in your head, you know? Um, so just being honest from the jump, like, okay, yeah, this is the $2,000 dress, but you're probably going to be spending 3000 total with all of your additional investments in the gown. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. So we covered, having, um, you know, knowing what kind of sizes are going to be available for you when you're trying on dresses, um, having a, um, a practical number of stores that you want to shop at with the intention of purchasing a dress at, you know, each shop instead of thinking, Oh, this is my own personal dressing room, (laughs) free store. (laughs) And then, you know, uh, alterations are going to be an additional cost. Um, Mm -hmm. so what is, do you have like one final tip or one final piece of info for our listening brides? Cause you kind of give us a lot of good info, but. So I would say that my probably honestly, one of my biggest pieces of advice is Ooh. keep your party small and only bring the people who matter and who are going to support you. Mm-hmm. It is, it can make your journey so stressful. If you bring along someone out of necessity, because you feel like you need to include them but you know that they are going to be extremely opinionated mm-hmm. or very negative. It's, it, I cannot tell you how many fires I see killed in a bride who loves the gown oh. in, a, in a dressing room, almost has tears in her eyes. We pull back the curtain and someone, what I will just say this recently, it was a mom goes, why are you crying? And I like about died. And it was just like, what? She's like, well, this is my dress. And mom was like, not that dress. I'm not joking. It was, it was an interesting moment. Um, You, you just have to bring the people who are going to support you Mm -hmm. in not too many. I mean, just a couple people, like maybe your mom and maybe a trusted bridesmaid, Mm -hmm. a sister or your grandma that you love. Like, yeah. But how do you not, I mean, like, or, or like, cause I'm thinking, I like, I've, I think this is the second time I've said in this episode that I'm a people pleaser, but I totally am. And the thoughts of like not inviting somebody freaks me out. Like if I had to go through this again, I know who maybe I wouldn't want to bring with me, but I'm like, well, I still have to invite them because you know what I mean? Like, uh, so how do you get around that? Or how do you address that before the appointment starts? If you do have to invite that person, I don't know. Or like, what have you done in your position? Have you ever stepped in and been like, okay, let's be positive. <laughs> I don't know. Yes, I, I, I definitely have. And I definitely <laughs> have, you know, in the dressing room or even sometimes like I'm never rude, mm-hmm. but if, you know, if somebody keeps saying something, you know, I may be like, she's like, I don't know about this dress. And like, well, you love it. Like to the bride. And I'm like, and mm-hmm. you look amazing in it. Like just reinforcing Putting the, fact, the attention like, back on the bride. Yeah. This is on you, not about them. Mm-hmm. 
it, it, it is a delicate road and it does get a little bit trickier when it is mom. Cause you, you don't want to, you know, mm-hmm. tamper anybody or upset anybody, but you just, I just got to put it back on them and say, no, like this is your day. This is your dress. And honestly, I'm a people pleaser too. I did actually have quite a few people shopping with me. Um, but it's, it's easier to not bring them along than to give up your dream dress because they're negative or to let them, let them put Mm -hmm. your fire out about a certain dress or let them like just ruin your experience because not only is it going to ruin the first place, it's going to ruin the second place that you're going to have to go to because you couldn't buy it the first place. And then the yes. third place, the fourth. And then eventually what's going to happen is you're going to get tired and you're going to stop bringing that person. And then you're going to finally go shopping without them, <laughs> but you're going to be so tired and overwhelmed. And you're just gonna be like, yeah, okay, this is great. I love this dress shirt. Let's go with it. Yeah. It, it's just, just cut them out from the beginning. I know it sounds harsh, but <laughs> cut them out. Wedding, it, it's true. I don't think brides realize how intimate this experience is until they actually start doing it. At first it's like, yay, dress up. This mm-hmm. is fun. And then you get into it and you don't realize that that's actually really more emotional than you think it's going to be. Mm-hmm. So I, I definitely advise to keep your party small. I promise you won't regret it. Like yeah. that's one thing I can say is you will not regret just bringing a couple people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. And then now I'm finding there are really cute alternatives to that. Like once you purchase your dress, you can do like a dress reveal and then Mm -hmm. you can come and show off the dress and it's, you know, you can invite your bridal party or whatever. And then I, um, I do that with after alterations, if you want to invite your bridal party or something or some friends to see the dress, like, cause then they know you've already bought it. And it's like, (laughs) It's already you better done. not say a word. Right. Right. <laughs> exactly. We do offer that. If, if we have a bride struggling because somebody is not there, that is something that we recommend. We're mm-hmm. like, well, look, like, let's bring them back whenever you get your dress or we yes. can have a special yeah. showing. Yeah. We did that for a bride last week, um, whose aunt wasn't able to make it. And, and the bride was, she was so sweet, but she was really torn. Mm-hmm. Like she did not want to say yes without her aunt being there. She, and then I was like, look, look let's get your dress bring her back tomorrow morning. Mm-hmm. I were, we were closed that Monday. It was last week, but I was like, but bring her back. Like, yeah. I'll be here. I'll open up. Like we'll show her the dress. And mm-hmm. it was like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. <Solve> that problem. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And like not making that decision based on the person who's not there or who's missing, mm-hmm. just go with your gut and then you can share with them later. So love right. that. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think that you gave us really great, very practical steps here and things to consider before shopping. So thank you so much. And, um, Candace is also going to be joining us in our online membership with a training later on this month. So I will be talking more about that later. Um, but, uh, we just appreciate this so much. I'm so excited for the new shop. So I'm so excited to be following that. Tell us where we can follow you on Instagram to follow the shop journey and your personal journey. Yeah. So our Instagram handle is Evangeline Bridal. Uh, E-V-A-N-G-E-L-I-N-E bridal, uh, same as Facebook. Um, mm-hmm. we are on TikTok too. Although oh. my, my summer intern left, she was my, she's 21. She was my TikToker. And now I'm like, our TikTok. She doesn't want to know what she's well. doing. <laughs> She'll be back in May. <laughs> and that's when your TikTok will <laughs> yes. come back to life. <laughs> yes. yes. I love it. All right. Thanks Candice so much. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. And if you're feeling really generous, leave a review. Thanks, everyone.